Welcome to Blue Collar Love, a Starfire 59 retrospective. Hello all, this is Samuel here, and happy Flashlight Day. This is Aaron, and this is the reason why we're all here this episode, National Flashlight Day, December 31st. Yes, um, we know that everyone loves the holidays, so we thought, thought it'd be fun to give everyone a, a little holiday special, if you will. Um, this is going to break outside of our normal chronolo- chronology we've been going in, where we're not focusing on um, necessarily one project, but all of Jason Martin's um, songs that have been themed around holiday um, I mean, I, I guess it may not be the flashlight holiday per se, but in my heart it is. And um, the, there's a varied um, songs here. There's some songs from Starflyer, Bon Voyage, and Neon Horse, who I'm sure that's everyone's favorite Jason Martin um, outfit. So it's, it's going to be a, a interesting um, show this time around. Absolutely, man. So... Um, just so everyone's aware, if they're like, wait, what the heck, Starfire, uh, Jason Martin released Christmas songs? Yes, yes, indeed he did. Um, they were all in the Tooth and Nail samplers, Happy Christmas, Volume 1 through 5. So we're going to go ahead and go through chronological order here. And we're going to go Volume 1 through 5. The first Volume 1 came out in 1998. And actually, there wasn't a Starfire 59 song on there. Or at least if there was, it may have been the one that was on Fashion Focus. So we're not going to quite talk about it here. So we're actually going to kick things off with a band that we're going to get to talk about in the near future. Bon Voyage. Um, So what Bon Voyage song do we get a... Well, actually, we get to start off with Holly Jolly Christmas. Take it away, Aaron. All right. Holly Jolly Christmas. Um... It's just like a surf lounge Christmas song done perfectly. So your favorite lounge flyer is back, um, Sam. Um, I love Julie's vocals in this. Um, she could she, she should consider doing some ASMR videos. I um, mean, I think she would be great at that. Um, I think the um, snow. I, when I listen to this song, it reminds me of the snowball fight I had with my two sons like a couple years ago when I listened to it. So it's so beautiful. It was just like warm and fuzzy just makes you um feel you know if you're not in the christmas spirit this song gets you in the christmas spirit well me anyway um so um no matter what san- insanity is going around in my world I, this song comes on and i'm just like back in a warm christmasy mood and for you all who don't know i listen to christmas music all year round and this is one of my favorite christmas songs and definitely my favorite version of this song that's fascinating man um it's funny because i did not hear surf rock um, so, admittedly, I've only listened to a little bit from this from the Bon Voyage side project, and I was just impressed at the sheer genre flip I heard. This, to me, sounded like a almost country, um, you know, butter, but bordering like on some southern, like deep south country music, and uh, I loved it. Like it sounded so cool, and I agree, Julie's voice, it's beautiful. It reminds me a bit of Lay Nash, um, or Lee Nash, but only like in a passing sense. She does her own thing. Um, however, I think this this particular cover of this song is pleasant, and it does stand out. 
but I can't say I would choose it over any other cover for a particular reason. Usually if this song comes on, it's the Burl Ives version because that's the version my wife loves so much. In other words, it's pleasant. I enjoy this one. I can see what you mean by the the country elements too. And like, so especially the country western of old uh, Gene Autry era, era. There's a, there's a slight like surf and like that Hawaiian rock kind of, there's a little, there's like a little subtleties that are kind of similar in those two genres of music. So I can see what you mean by that. Very nice. Next up, um, we're going to go ahead and go to, Happy Christmas, Volume 2, the Tooth and Nail Sampler. We have our first Starfire 59 song we're reviewing here. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Um, One thing I noticed about this cover in particular is it was recorded, it would have been recorded somewhere around 99, 2000. And you can really hear the um, Everybody Makes Mistakes slash Leave Here a Stranger um, elements to it like you can hear where he's kind of going through that keyboard sound a lot and that's kind of a shame um i i love the kind of lounge elements i hear in the background my you know my favorite version of gold um, the lounge tracks and i love hearing that but then the uh keyboards take away from a little bit and what i mean by that is this song is one of my all-time favorite christmas songs period uh, my favorite version is the Judy Garland version. Um, I, I believe that's the original. And I consider it the perfect, sad, almost emo Christmas sounding track. And I feel like the keyboard background, while I've grown to appreciate it a bit more on repeat listen, kills the vibe a little bit for me. Okay. Um, that's interesting that you like the Judy Garland version. I don't know if you're familiar with her life history. Yeah, anything she sung is definitely emo for good reasons. I didn't know she did a version of it. But, um, yeah, I figured you like this. Lounge Flyers back again. Um, and I can I agree with you. I definitely can hear the um, Leave Here a Stranger, um, Everybody Makes Mistakes vibe, especially like the, the outro saxophone thing at the um, hidden track on um, Everybody Makes Mistakes. Um, I love the keyboard. Uh, keyboard, and maybe there's a little organ or something back there in the background too. I love it. I mean, I think that's what really makes this song. This is also another warm song. I I will bump this in July um, on the on Valentine's Day. It's just a it's just a great um, great song, and I love the direction he took because I mean, I, of course, it's a Christmas song. You could do anything with it, and I love the the route he took. I mean, there's nothing to say more about it, but you know. Um, I've heard 30 versions of the song. Um, I haven't heard the Judy Garland, but I'm definitely going to check it out now and see how it holds up. Yeah, um, and Christmas music is so weird for me um, because I kind of run into this gambit where you grow up hearing certain versions of these songs. And when you hear someone do a version, and um, inevitably what happens is whenever someone does a cover of a Christmas song, they, of course, pit whatever they sound like into the song. Um, they, it just kind of sounds like cover done by X. Like, I, I'm trying to think of a good example. If you hear a Duran Duran Christmas song, it's going to sound like a Christmas song by Duran Duran. Like, there'll be no mistaking it for anything else. And because that doesn't usually line up with what I heard growing up, or I know from elsewhere, it always throws me off a little bit. Now, with that said, 
I can be won over. I have heard some Christmas music that's completely different take that I'm like, wow, that's really great. This particular version that's just it. doesn't quite do it. I'm with you because I grew up Silent Night's my favorite Christmas song. So Jason, if you're out there, please do a version of that. Um and my my version I like is the Mariah Carey. That's been like the standard version for me. But then I heard the Violet Burning like years ago. They did a cover of Silent Night. And now to me, that's my favorite Silent um, Night um, rendition. But yeah, I'm with you. Normally, it's like the ones I grew up with is what is my favorite. Yeah, it's it's funny you say Silent Night. That's my favorite. That's like my favorite Christmas hymn. Um, I mean, my favorite traditional Christmas song. I, I do like that one a lot. It's always so peaceful and beautiful. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Volume 3. And this, we have another Starfire track, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Take it away, Aaron. I'll Be Home for Christmas. Uh, this is the one that, um, I, of all the Starfire songs, um, I mean Christmas songs, it's the one I somehow I don't listen to a lot, but... Um, Again, he, I guess he, when he thinks Christmas, he thinks lounge, which is great. It's no, not, no argument there, just an observation. Um, but um, I wonder if the reason he wrote this song was something he was trying to, like, was this for his family? Because I know um, around, especially around when this song was recorded, he was, you know, away from home a lot. So it's just, you know, driving trucks and stuff like that. So I wonder if that was like, he did this, was like a Christmas present to his family. So every time I hear it, I think that it's minimal. Um, um, classic Starfire Lounge sound. Um, I'm never gonna not like that. <laughs> I love the song. Gotcha. Um, when I was listening to, I was just kind of like, this is a little bit closer to what I was hoping for from a Starfire Christmas cover. A really sad sounding version of a of a Christmas song. Um, that's just kind of what I imagine all Starfire Christmas songs should sound like. And like you said, the lounge aspect works really well. However. I also have to agree with you that this doesn't stick out to me. Um, there's nothing about it that says I'm going to go back and listen to this version every year. It's just kind of like, well, that was pleasant. Moving on. Um, but on a side note, did you notice the melody to all my friends who play guitar playing at the very end of the song? I did not hear that. Um, I'm going to have to definitely check that out once we do this thing. I did not pick that up. And I just listened to that this morning, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you listen really close to the end of it, you can hear all my friends who play guitar, like the this guitar melody for it playing at the very end of this track. So I found that really fascinating. That is interesting, indeed. Well, we're just kind of chugging along here. I, uh... I guess one thing we're kind of running into with the Christmas songs is thus far, at least, it's like, well, these are pleasant, but they don't stand out. So and they're kind of and they kind of get sound um, sounding the sounding samey, but maybe that'll change it down the list. What's maybe. up next, Sam? All right, next up, Christmas time is here from Volume Four, um, and he so. If nothing else, I give Martin credit for we're on track number four here, and he has officially hit three out of three out of four <laughs> of the tracks in my my all time favorite Christmas songs. You know, so apparently we have similar tastes in music. Um, me and me, me and Jason and him, um, he just didn't know it. 
because yeah, that's three three of my favorite Christmas songs so far, and and that maybe it's because I like sad Christmas music. I don't know, but Christmas time is here. Um, from of course you know the Charlie Brown special. It's a uh, oh, it's just such a classic song. This version, however, <laughs> upon initial listen, I swore this was a Joy Electric track. I was like. Did, did they miss miss this up in the in the notes? Is, is this wrong? Sam? I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you off right there. My first my first note says this sounds like a Bon Voyage Joy E collaboration. <laughs> I can hear that man. Like I was like, is this Ronnie here? No. I listened to it again. I'm like, okay. Yeah, this is the most experimental Starflyer. Uh, this is the the experimental Starflyer. Um. And yeah, I just I don't. The, this version, I feel like, sacrifices the warmth and flashes of brilliance it could have. Like, there, at, at 1 minute and 22 seconds, there's a fuzzy guitar playing the melody, and it sounds so cool. But then all the rest of the experimentalism is having, and it just takes me out of me wanting to enjoy the song. So, I don't know. On one hand, I'm like, I love, um, I love these songs, and... I don't want them to do just straight covers that sound exactly like the original, because what's the fun in that? But I feel like he kind of swung too far the other way, and I'm just kind of like, eh? What do you think, Aaron? Um, so, yeah, um, I love this track. Um, and you're completely wrong, um, Sam, and this is why. This is what makes Jason brilliant. He's not afraid to experiment. And, and I agree with you with the, uh, the experimentation. It doesn't really take me out, though. Um, it brings me in. And I just discovered this song this year, like early, earlier this year. I think last month you, you um, suggested that we do a Christmas um, um, episode. And I was like, sure. So start scouring, making sure I have I had all the Starflyer songs. And I had never heard this song before. And so this year was the first time I actually heard it. And I listened to it. And, and yeah, I got to say, I love it. Um, um, let's see, I, um, the 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 vocoder auto tune vocals <laughs> that he uses. I mean, at first I'm with you, it took me out of it, but uh, after a couple of listens, it's kind of hypnotic, and I see what he did. Um, I love the, of course, the Charlie Brown Christmas. I love that version too, and like you, I love all sad Christmas songs, Baby's Christmas Come Home. I um, mean, any any sad Christmas song, I'm a sucker for. Um, but um, he, he he chose restraint in this though. I mean, he could have did a lot more. All those experimental, he didn't, he didn't, do, didn't go too crazy with it. Um, but now you know, it's like this is like ear candy to me when I listen to it. I mean, I guess I mean I really like it. Uh, that's all I gotta say about that. I guess that's fair enough. Um, and you're right. He could have he could have done what um, one of the things I hate on as far as Christmas covers. Well, not hate. There, there is good versions out there, but a lot of times, like when punk bands cover Christmas music, it just they double the speed and their their uh, voices are usually really whiny and it just doesn't sound like a Christmas song. It sounds like a punk song with weird Christmas lyrics. And at least he didn't do that. He didn't do like a a silver track and then just have weird Christmas lyrics over the top of it. <laughs> Exactly, and the only exception to this rule, and I'm with you, except for the Plastic um, Christmas um, Volume One of compilation that came out. I'm not sure if you can get it on hard copy anymore, but it's on it's on the internet. It's my favorite Christmas album, and it's electronic music like the Echo and Green. Uh, Joy Lectures up there too, of course, and the different ones. But 
it sounds like like, like you're talking about like uh, like electronic groups are doing Christmas songs, but it works. It just works, especially like the the September Equation does a in the mid winter song that sounds nothing like it, and I love it. <laughs> but anyway, that's just a sidebar. Sorry. No, yeah, that's totally fine. All right, we only have two more songs to do here, so let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, next up, and I will spoilers. This is my favorite track from this grouping. This little the little Christmas tree by Bon Voyage. Um, Aaron, what do you think of this song? Well, this was really this was originally a Stevie Wonder song, right? Is that right? I believe it was, was. it. I, I think I so. thought it was a Bon Voyage original. Is it the little Christmas oh, tree? Oh no! I oh I man, I'm I'm kind of disappointed if this isn't a Bon Voyage original. I was sure this was because um, when yeah, I looked no. up the lyrics, there wasn't anything about. Um, Stevie Wonder there. Let's see the little Christmas tree. Um, well, let me let me check here. I'm yeah, going I think, to see I mean, if... it's, it's not an original, but I mean, I, I, Stevie Wonder did it, but I'm not sure if that's an original. Yeah, no, I, I'm seeing like Nat King Cole now. <laughs> so I'm looking it up, and no, the the Stevie Wonder of One Little Christmas Tree isn't this song. Oh, that's one little Christmas tree. Okay. Got yeah. This, uh, my bad. Okay. This, this is right. a completely unique song okay. that Bon Voyage is the only one that ever did him. Okay. All right. I didn't look that up. I just assumed that this was it because um, my, that's my wife's favorite Christmas song. <laughs> so, so um, man, tell me you actually listened to this song. I did. Okay. I did. But you go ahead first. You go. All right. So this song... Um, and if I'm wrong and it's not original, someone tell me. But this song is what I wish more artists would do when they're asked to do an original Christmas tune. Um, because you take something about the season, some aspect of it. Because Christmas music isn't just about Christmas Day. It's about snow. It's about, um, you know, breakups. It's about all the things that can happen to you in the month of December. In this case... It's about a little Christmas tree, and no one else wants this Christmas tree until someone finds it, and it makes the Christmas tree really happy. And, oh my goodness, I just found that to be the sweetest little story. It, um, I, I just <laughs> friggin' love it. Also, um, it's like a, it's a lost Christmas special, is what this song goes to. One of those um, CBS Christmas specials they used to do, this song belongs with one. And I also, as far as musically goes, I love the homage to the Beach Boys Christmas album because that's a great Christmas album. And uh, their variation on that sound is spot on. Whew, that's all I have to say about it. Aaron. All right. So, um, so again, so I was going, I didn't look up the lyrics, and uh, but I, I was listening to the lyrics. And so the Stevie Wonder song, that's what it's about, too. It's about this um kid who they couldn't afford to um a christmas tree so this is like this scrabby looking one like on charlie brown christmas but it's perfect for that kid and so it's kind of the same thing so 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 i didn't look at the lyrics but i kind of and then when i was listening to it i was like oh yeah so this might be the cb wonder one so it's news to me too but i love this song as well i'm with you and i and i like and i agree with you too um with the whole christmas thing and i like it if you're not going to do a sack like some sad thing about christmas like a loved one passing or not being there then yeah let's talk about um 
maybe something awkward happens at Christmas party or, you know, a snowman. One one year, your dad found built a snowman with you or something like that. Instead, it's just about, you know, the traditional Christmas stuff. And so, yes, the Christmas tree is great. Um, I love the subject matter. And again, I mean, what can I say about Julie's um, vocals except for they do, they pay great homage or homage, have you say that, to Cotton Candy. And we know Cotton Candy days this month and everybody loves that. So that's probably what she was trying to um, do with her vocals. Um, I love, I'm more, I mean, more loungy um, Jason guitars. I love the, the drum fills and cymbal taps. Um, they just make it, just make the song just more heartfelt and like more earnest to me. Um, and it's a shame. And then, like you said about the Christmas special, to me, it's a shame this isn't like a Christmas standard, like Wham's Last Christmas or Stevie Wonder's <laughs> Christmas Tree, because it's it's so it's such a perfect Christmas song. But it's not my favorite song on this list. But I do love it. And um, and I just found this one out this year. Too. I didn't know this song existed before this year. Back to you, Sam. Well, I uh, I will say about the vocals. Um, one complaint I had about this song, and this is just because I loved this song so so much, I immediately went and I shared it with my wife. I'm like, you gotta listen to this song, babe. It's my probably one of my new favorite Christmas songs. And she listened to it and she said, I can't understand it. The vocals are buried. And I'm like, uh, you're right. So if you're not used to listening to this genre of music where the vocals are buried underneath everything else, it can be a bit off-putting initially. Um, for some people, and I, I, I kind of wish they would re-record this with Julie's vocals up in front and center, and it would really go a long ways towards maybe giving this song some, uh, some much overdue credit. So that's all I have to say about that. Moving on to our last Christmas song here. Um, once it's on the same edition as the Bon Voyage song, actually. Is that you sit. <laughs> You're wrong again. Zat You Santa Claus by Neon Horse. You want me to go first? Um, sure, that's totally fine. Now I do want to point out this song is originally by Louis Armstrong. Cool. So, Did not know that. All yes. right. So well, what do you think of this song? <laughs> Gothic rock I think there's a new genre of music. Gothic rockabilly. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, and it could easily be okay, on that. Okay, so I, um, I gotta I gotta cut you off. I literally wrote that exact same note. I said <laughs> this song sounds like it belongs in the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, the percussion is amazing at 153. That guitar noodling there, um, and throughout is stunning. I'm assuming that's Jason on the guitars in that part. Um, I love the eeriness of this song. Um, it's like the cat and mouse lyrics that um, um, that are in this song accompany the music perfectly. Um, thanks to you, Sam, I discovered this last week. You're like, hey, did you hear this song? I said, I had never heard of that song. And then I proceeded to listen to it on repeat for like too much. <laughs> I may or may not have listened to it all day for like a week, but I will not confirm nor deny it. Favorite Christmas song in this group. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Fair enough, I suppose. Um, so, Neon Horse is a fascinating beast as it is, and we will get to that eventually, because they only have released like two albums. So, um, for those that don't know, Neon Horse was like the secret um, tooth and nail group. Think like the Gorillas, but on tooth and nail records. 
and it later came out Jason Martin did indeed play the guitar for that group. So this isn't him singing or anything. It's a completely different singer. But man, this um, this song. So Louis Armstrong was the original singer of this, and it's surprising how close this song stays faithful to the original from like the 1940s or whenever the Louis Armstrong version came out. I have to check that. I didn't even know he had that, that was the original version. I thought this was the original version. I'm gonna have to, I got some Christmas music to listen to after this. <laughs> and um, it's it's interesting because if you've listened to Louis Armstrong at all um, in depth, one song he has that this reminds me of that ironically enough was used for a horror movie was Jeepers Creepers. And it had similar subject matter of taking something kind of innocent sounding. (laughs) It took something kind of innocent sounding and made it slightly creepy. In this case, Louis Armstrong took the idea of Santa Claus, which if you think about too deep, is kind of creepy. And he totally made it creepy. (laughs) Neon Horse is already like a goth rock band, so they just went ahead and took that kind of creepy feeling and ran with it. (laughs) You were saying, Aaron? Yeah, I said it's the idea of Santa is kind of creepy. He sneaks in your house at night. He's really too obsessed with kids, and he's wide when they're sleeping in or in when they're awake. Um, so yeah, so, so we need more creepy stuff like this. This should be if they ever do a Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> okay, this definitely has to be up there. <laughs> or something. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> so, 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 so what are your closing thoughts about Christmas song? So my closing thoughts on the Christmas songs, I'm not going to give this an overall rating because it's not just one project. It's several songs scattered across a long discography. Um, What I think this is been interesting for is has been interesting for is an insight into some of the bands we're going to look up eventually Bon Voyage and Neon Horse in particular. And um, it's interesting to kind of see at least when these songs were be reco- being recorded, um, Jason, where he was musically at that time. And he was squarely in the uh, kind of, I would call it his pop years, um, and be- right in between uh, the fashion focus and Leave Here a Stranger was when he kind of tried to go the pop direction more so than his later albums. And I feel like, this music kind of reflects that super experimental pop he was trying. So, um, yeah, overall, an interesting mix of songs. Uh, my favorite one is The Little Christmas Tree by Mon Voyage. I will probably stick that on my rotation from now on because I just enjoyed it so much. Aaron, what are your overall thoughts? Well, I love Christmas music, and um, before the advent of streaming, which is going to save me a lot of money, every year I would buy at least two Christmas albums, and I have the Christmas music from from the traditional and jazz all the way to death metal and speed metal and everything in between. So anything Christmas, um, you know, normally, like, like you mentioned earlier, there's some bad stuff, like when some punk groups, some do the job, but then some... You know, it's just it's just like, come on, you're just doing your band, like your version of your song and just using Christmas lyrics. So so I hate that. But this none of these songs do that. Um, I love it. Um, um, I've never heard these songs like out and about in the wild, but I have heard um, um, 
a holiday song. So I don't um, in different places, different malls and stuff. So I don't know why we've never heard any of these other ones. So I don't know. But yeah, overall, I'm pleased. I got more Christmas music to listen to. And I don't know, we're talking about Christmas music on today's flashlight day, but whatever. It's a crazy world now, I guess. Yeah. And for those uh, those that don't, um, maybe you just misplaced it on your calendar. Flashlight day is um, December 21st. And I apologize if we have to post this a couple days after that. But, yeah. We got busy with this other holiday um, called St. Nicholas Day. But, you know, we'll do better next year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then like cotton candy day popped up and I was like, oh gosh. Yes. You that, got, you got, did you go your cotton candy day shopping then? I did. I did. Okay, um, good, 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 good. <laughs> guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy flashlight day, whatever. Happy new year. But more importantly, happy Groundhog's Day to everyone out there. Absolutely. Um, this see is y'all next year. See you all next year. Um, this has been a lot of fun. So I just do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Beach Boys here. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that listens. Um, I it makes my day whenever I post these, and I immediately see that 30 people have already listened to it. It just it makes me so happy, and um, I, I cannot thank you listeners enough for sticking with us through this um, really interesting what six months now we've been doing this. Yeah, show? something like that. Yeah, and we're trying our best. We're doing better. We appreciate your feedback, and I'm, and I want to pay piggyback on what Sam said. Yeah, and it makes it just makes my heart so light and feel so good that when people listen so that I know that I'm not the only one out there in the void listening to this amazing music so thank you guys I appreciate it so we'll see you guys all next year and have a good one Merry Christmas bye bye Thank you for listening to Blue Collar Love, a Starflyer 59 retrospective. Your hosts are me, Samuel King, and Aaron Anderson. Production and editing done by Samuel King. This has been a Brothers King Media production.